Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to Writer's Routine. This is the podcast where we talk to an author about their working day in the hope that we can transfer some of their own success into our own schedules. Today, TV star Fern Britton is on the show. Really fun one as well. Uh, Nice and short, but very sweet. We talk about the filing cabinet that helps her create mythical Cornish villages. Also, why her readers compelled her to write her latest book. And why sometimes she just can't believe that the words on the page came from her pen. I go back the next morning to look at them with a fresh eye, surprised sometimes that what I've written is even there. I think, I don't even remember writing it. I say, this is blooming good. I quite like this. Or else you think, uh, okay, rubbish. No, that doesn't, uh, okay. So stay there. It's all on the way on this week's Writer's Routine. Yes, hello. Uh, Thanks for downloading another episode of Writer's Routine, or welcome along if this is the first one that you've given a go to. It's episode 23, so you've got a lot to catch up on if you are new around here. Now, my name is Dan Simpson, and thanks for bearing with us, by the way, uh, for a few weeks. While the show took a little quick break, I don't want to let daylight in upon magic, you know, pull the veil back slightly, but you just wouldn't believe how hard it is sometimes to sit in the same room as an author. Uh, I've got a nice few in the bag now, though. I've been taking a few weeks working hard at it, so we should have a nice little run of some top authors telling us the secrets to their success. Remember, though, you can always catch up with everything we do on the show. There's a few different ways to do that. There's Twitter, uh, which is probably the best way to get in touch if you want a nice quick reply, or a retweet if you sent me some nice gushing praise. I'm always very speedy to do that. We're at writerspod on there. Also, you can give us a follow on Instagram. It's Writer's Routine, standard on that one. You can get behind-the-scenes videos, clips from the show, and lovingly created and filtered pictures over there. And there's always the website, of course, filled with all of the ways that you can listen to the show. Uh, You can get in touch with us on there as well, and you can catch up with all the episodes that we've done so far uh, with handy links to the author's works that they're chatting about. That's over at writersroutine.com. Now, very quickly, before I tell you a little bit more about this week's guest, I want to say thank you if you have told someone who you think would enjoy the show about the show. 
perhaps you're part of a writing group and you want to share the love with people that you think will like it there. Or, or maybe you know someone who is struggling with their own work and you think that the advice from the top authors on this show will give them the motivation and the inspiration to finally see it through to the end. Well, if you've done that, keep doing that. And also thank you for all the love that we've been getting over on Twitter for the last few weeks. It really does mean a lot. I absolutely appreciate it. It makes all the work that goes into doing this podcast absolutely worthwhile. And how's about this? Why don't you tell someone that you don't know about the show? Now, to do that, you don't need to get out on the street with a sandwich board over your shoulders, ringing a bell, yelling the name of the podcast. You don't even need to go flyering for me. It's dead easy. Just get over to the iTunes podcast store and leave us a review. If you can just find the time to to write some nice words on there, uh, five stars really does help out with the podcast chart. It's a fantastic way to let everyone you know what you think of the show. So if you like it, why don't you pay it forward there? Open up the iTunes podcast store and leave Writer's Routine a review. Now, today's author sharing their Writer's Routine, uh, it's TV star Fern Britton. Fern has presented all across the box on GMTV this morning, Ready Steady Cook. Uh, she even walks through Strictly Come Dancing and she'll be appearing in the Calendar Girls musical later on this year. So she's a busy lady and I'm really thankful that she gave some of her time to me to chat about her new work. Uh, it's her eighth novel, the one that she's just published. It's called Coming Home and like most of her other books, uh, it's set in Cornwall. And if you see the cover, you know exactly what kind of book you're going to read. Uh, Let me just describe it for you. The cover, it's a quaint holiday cottage in a field right by the sea. It's very warming. I mean, it's an uplifting book. If this novel could be something that wasn't a story, it would be a Sunday night by the fire, watching Country File after a pub roast with a nice glass of red to wash it down before you have to go back on Monday morning. It's all about a woman returning home after a long break and all the discoveries and the relationships that she discovers and has to mend along the way. Now, this isn't a long chat due to a few reasons. I only got around 10 minutes with her. It's not really a problem. It's just only the nature of the interviews that we do on Writer's Routine. It means I usually need around 10 minutes at the start just for the writer to kind of get it. I guess, you know, to ease themselves into it and to understand that this isn't the show uh, where I'm going to paxman them. And it's fine. You know, we do what we can. And I'm really delighted that it happened and I got any time with her at all, even a few minutes, Uh, because when someone offers you the chance to chat to TV's own Fern Britain, you take the chance to chat to TV's own Fern Britain. Uh, As I say, it is short, but it's very sweet as well. We talk about why she decided to pick up a tale and continue one that she's already told. Also, she shares the greatest bit of writing advice that she was ever given. And we start, as always, with what she sees where she sits down to write. Oh, when I usually sit down to write, it is at my desk. Um, It's quite an old fashioned desk, which I found in amazing. I was filming years and years years ago at the uh, bus station in Newport, Isle of Wight. And it was this desk was sitting outside ready to be thrown out because they'd put modern desks in. And I said, oh, I like that desk. And they let me have it 50 quid. And it's now my writing desk. It's battered. and It's got ink all over it. And it's a proper old fashioned desk. 
Uh, so I sit at my desk. I look straight ahead at the wall. On the wall is a picture of my father and photographs of the family. Uh, to the right of me, it's a very small box room bedroom. To the right of me is a small window and that looks out over the dustbins and then into my next door neighbour's field where she's got some sheep at the moment, sometimes horses. To my left is a door that goes out onto the landing because I'm writing upstairs and right behind me, so close that all I have to do is swing my chair around is um, shelves and filing cabinets. So I don't even have to get up. I can just go round and round in circles, pick things out of there and that's how it goes. And so on my desk I've got a phone as well. What's on the uh, on the filing cabinets behind you then? Because this um, the book coming home is purely taken from your own mind and that these are Cornish villages that you have imagined. So what can possibly be helping you ah. on a filing cabinet behind? Well, uh, sometimes there's in the filing cabinets there are my notes on the characters, the location, the names of houses because things that happened in books maybe four or five ago, I sometimes think, oh, I might bring that back, you know, so put that in. Um, and also, because it's my office office as well as writing, sometimes the phone rings with somebody saying, can you give me a... So it's every Everything, my life is in that little room. Um, but when I'm writing, I have the light on, I have turned the heating up. Um, there's a cat basket by the bed, by the side, by the bed, cat bed by the side, um, because one of the cats likes to come in and sit there and watch me while I'm writing. And one of them sits outside on the landing looking in and the other one's downstairs on the sofa board. So that's that's it. The show is, is writer's routine. Yes. So I think before we go further into how this book came to exist, tell me more about this then. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, on a day that you've uh, dedicated to writing. So I get up, we have a cup, my husband brings me a cup of tea in bed. We sit in bed and we have a chat and a cup of tea. Then I have a quick flip through the newspaper, attempt a crossword. And then my daughter wakes up by then. Uh, she's the only one we've got left at home. So then it's downstairs and um, get her a cup of tea, get some breakfast on. And while she's eating that, I might have a quick shower, get dressed, uh, drop her at school, uh, come back, clear up breakfast, wash up the cat bowls. All these things are important. Put out the laundry. If I might have put some laundry on when I had the kettle boiling earlier, put that out to dry and then... Then I have to grit my teeth and think, right, come on, come on, you've got to go and do some writing. Then I quickly find something else to do. <laughs> There's always, you know, a fire to lay or a hoover to lounge to hoover or something like that. And then finally, I sit down and open the laptop, read what I read the day before, review that, get back in the mode and go. Is that how long does it tend to take you to review and how many changes do you think you're making to what you've written the day before? Um... It takes me maybe 40 minutes to review and alter um, and then get cracking. And my goal each day is to write 2,000 words. Um, I have to do that. So it might take me four hours, might take me 12, but I have to do it. Um, and yeah, then I close the, the lid and review it the next day. How good are the 2,000 words? Yeah, sometimes better than I thought. I don't review them that afternoon I, or evening. I go back the next morning to look at them with a fresh eye, surprised sometimes that what I've written is even there. I think, ha, I don't even remember writing it. I say, this is blooming good. I quite like this. Or else you think, uh, okay, rubbish. No, that doesn't, oh, okay. Um, but 
But I, I find it hard. Once you get going, I think it's important not to stop and not to keep editing yourself changing, adding, taking away, deleting, because it actually halts the progress. So once you've started, this is the best bit of advice I was ever given at the beginning. Once you've written the first sentence, don't stop, go go on, because otherwise you start writing the first sentence for the rest of your life. The book beforehand, last year's book called The Postcard, came to quite an abrupt end. And um, I must make it absolutely clear that this book, Coming Home, you don't have to have read the postcard to enjoy this or understand what's going on but readers were asking me we want more what happened what happened what happened so I thought oh well okay actually I'd quite like to know what happened as well so it's another story of a what happened so how are you finding out what happened so you've you've got the postcard you've got an idea in your mind about what needs to be moving forward? Mm. But well, it h- came to an end where you... okay, so in in the postcard, it was about children who'd lost their mother. She'd walked out on them when they were very very young, and at the end of the book, it says, "We've we've got a message from your mother." Says the solicitor, um, "She wants to see you," and it ended. <laughs> um, but I thought, well, I don't know why it ended quite so abruptly, but it did, um, and. So it was easy to suddenly jump to the mother's story and work backwards. Why she left, where she is now, what's happening in her life, and does she come back to create some kind of relationship with these lost children, having forged a completely different life over 20 years? And how are you expanding that then in your planning stage? So I'm always very fascinated by um, authors having an idea and then spreading it out over 400 pages of 100,000 words how are you plotting this how are you planning it so you know what's happening four chapters ahead three chapters ahead Dan at the very beginning I start to sit and plot and plan so not only do you get the characters who they are what they look like how they feel what sort of personality they've got none of my characters are all good or all bad because everybody's a bit of a mix of both we can nice people can do terrible things and terrible people can do nice things Mm. um so I I can see them all and I can visualise their characters, their humour, their the things that make them furious, the things that they can really enjoy. And then I start plotting the beginning, the middle and the end and then the arc in the middle, which is very interesting about how you've got to start with a bit of normal life and then get the a problem <laughs> and how are they going to sort it out? And you go up and down through that sort of storytelling um with with coming home my editor and i sat at my kitchen table and she was busy writing on lots of post-it notes for chapters and then pushing them around the table and then we shaped the story that way it's the first time i've done that and it actually worked very well there we go then. Thank you so much to Fern for coming on the show. I know she's really busy, what with TV and writing. This is her eighth published book and there's more on the way. Uh, so I know she does work really hard in the study on that desk that she bought for 50 quid from the Isle of Wight. So for her to just spare me 10 minutes is amazing. Now, you can get handy links to all of her stuff on my website. It is writersroutine.com. And while you're there, you can catch up with all the episodes so far. And you can get in touch with the show on there too. You can do that as well on Twitter. It's at writerspod. Give us a follow there. And you can find us on Instagram too. 
Now, next week, we're chatting to the thriller and young adult writer Cass Green, all about her first adult novel and why she's made that move from kids' books to full-time thrillers. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you then, next week, with another writer's routine. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.